0: you are locked on the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome everybody to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined as always by Adam Addus. We haven't spoken in like a month and uh, and I miss you, kind of sorta.
1: I miss you too, buddy. I'm so excited for all of your terrible takes. <laughs>
0: they've been piling up i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> what it means when I, when i don't go on this show it means jen has to put up with my takes and <laughs> oh man you're, you're not divorced yet this is amazing <laughs> somehow no somehow no we have a really fun show to send you guys off into the holiday weekend uh today we're going to talk about the houston rockets losing to the miami heat and losing chris paul uh that's a big deal the clippers <laughs> think so yes yeah <laughs> the clippers uh, beat the Dallas Mavericks, and, and look to, to regain a little bit of how they looked to begin the season, yeah. kind of, sort of. Kind of, um, sort of. And then, so we're going to talk about those games. If we have time in this first segment, maybe we'll talk about this Anthony Davis, LeBron, Lakers thing, maybe. Um, but for sure, in the second segment, we're going to eliminate four teams each that are not going to win the title this year to pick up on our list from last month.
1: Yeah, we're behind. We're going to end up doing this like in two
0: weeks again, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally, as we are about a third of the way through, and because it's been a, a topic of conversation recently, we're going to give out our top 5 fish MVPs.
1: Can't wait. Very at- excited for that final segment.
0: Adam was yelling at me for like 20 straight minutes about Jokic's candidacy. Uh, it's so- true. This is this happened. <laughs> so, so that's what we have in store for you for today. Uh, let's start, though, with – I think the biggest news that I know, the biggest news of the night, is Houston, who has already kind of struggled and trudged their way through this season, now will not have Chris Paul for it looks like a, a little while. Mike D'Antoni said after the game that he didn't. It didn't look good that he that Chris Paul is going to have an MRI and they'll have a little bit more information on it. Um, but you can always kind of tell with athletes as they walk off that they know, and Chris Paul seemed to know. I, I was already out on the Houston Rockets. You said, though. <laughs> you you said, were out. You I, I was out. I, <laughs> just to start the season. But they were, you know, they had won about six straight or so. And But you said before we went live here that this seemed like the first time that you really doubted them uh, to make the playoffs. Was that what you said?
1: I do. This is the first time. You know, I I, I thought that. Best case scenario, they probably weren't going to be themselves. Like like last year, this is just a different team. You have to look at them that way. Not a real challenger to anybody. Um, but this is the first time that I looked at them and thought, they might just not ever get over the hump. And it's funny, out West, it is so loaded. The Western Conference is just wild. so good it's that insane. they just went on a five-game winning streak where they were very, very impressive and climbed all the way back to the eight seed <laughs> where they will now fall back after tonight's loss down to the 11 seed. And good Lord. And it's one of those things – let's just take a look at their schedule upcoming, Anthony, because I think it's It's – every time I – by the way, every time I do this for a Western Conference team, whenever I say, oh, let me look at their schedule, I'm always like, oh, that's tough. And that's because (laughs) it's so tough in the West, there's no break. Unless you're playing
0: Phoenix, it's tough.
1: Yeah, and, but Phoenix, all of a sudden, the hottest team in basketball. But listen to this. They got San Antonio coming up uh, here in two days. Then they have Oklahoma City on Christmas. They've got Boston, New Orleans, Memphis, Golden State, Portland, Denver, Milwaukee. That's their next slate of games, all of which they might have to do uh, approach without Chris Paul. I see two or three wins in there.
0: Yeah, I max. you, you texted me, hey, look at their schedule, and I texted you back two and seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: completely realistic.
0: And 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 given everything that you just said about the Western Conference, a 2-7 stretch with where they are right now puts you down to the dregs of the conference, which is, you know, it's relatively speaking, but it still puts you down there in a spot that's quite a hole to dig yourself out of. They tried to dig out, and they got to the 8th spot.
1: And this is why the Western Conference, you know, it, it's funny. Following the Nuggets, the team I follow most closely – I look at their bit number one in the Western Conference and all this, the good things that have gone their way so far, and I look at it and say the best part of this is that they can afford a losing streak. Nothing else. Not, oh, they're going to get the first seed. Not whatever. It's just they can afford an injury here or there because if they lose three or four, they're still in the playoff hunt, mm-hmm. which is you look at Houston. They can win five out of six and still only move up a couple spots. Wow. Um and then here's an important note for you. So I looked it up because I was curious on play-by-play stats. Uh, the Rockets, with Harden on and Chris Paul off, they're just a plus 4.3 this season, which is good, but not great. That's not MVP caliber that you would expect out of, out mm-hmm. of James Harden. With both him and Chris Paul off, what would you guess they are?
0: Net rating? Minus
1: 12. Minus 18. Wow you are a minus 18 with neither of those guys are. And that team was a lot deeper last year. Now you take off your two big stars. They're going to have to play 12, 13, 14, 15 minutes a game without, you know, Harden on the court. I just don't think they're going to be able to survive.
0: You know whose time to shine it is, right? Oh, no. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony is still on their up uh, six. He's,
1: he's reactivated. <laughs> That's Carmelo Anthony music <laughs> folks. Oh, you'll 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 appreciate this uh after the game Mike D'Antoni said he felt his team needed to quote
0: man up. Ooh. So, I think that's that's the famous words of a team that's about to really really fall off. As somebody who went through the Byron Scott experience, we're like 3 losses away from Foxholes being mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> um let's quickly let's quickly before we get out of here talk about the the Clippers beating the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks are a nice story. Luka Doncic looks incredible. There's not much else to really say about him. He looks really, really good. But you were were annoyed with how dismissive I am about the, the Clippers. So sell me on the Clippers.
1: No, it's not my job to sell you on the Clippers. It's the NBA. If you don't like that, I, I told him tonight, let's talk about Dallas Clippers, because that's an interesting one of two surprise teams. He said, they're just not relevant, not interesting. Ridiculous. Absurd. These are two very interesting teams. Are they going to win a championship? No. Are they going to make the playoffs? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not, I would say, with both in both of their cases, although the Clippers, I think their chances are much, much better. But you know what? They are a fascinating team. This Clippers team, in an era with so much talent and so many good players, they have a bunch of guys overlooked. You know, Lou Williams missed. The last four games, they lost. The Clippers went on a four games losing streak. Surprise, surprise. He's back, and they get the win. Uh, Doc Rivers was so angry at the officials at one point today that he, <laughs> he fell down, <laughs> fell right over. So there was that. But I think to me, the story of either between both of these two teams, how on earth? Answer me this, Anthony. How on earth did so many teams look at Luka Doncic and say, "I don't know, man. He's kind of uh, he's kind of slow."
0: It's for. I mean, we'll we'll probably get to this a little bit later, but it's for a lot of the same reason people are looking at Jokic and being like, he can't win MVP. Right, number one in
1: all rookies and points per game right now, at eighteen point four.
0: That's a lot, by the way. Eighteen point
1: four points yeah, for, for a rookie on a team that's in the playoff hunt out west. That's incredible. Second amongst uh for rebounds, six point seven. Um, he is second for assists, second for steals. Second for three-point percent. This guy is incredible. As far as rookies go, this is as dominant of a performance as we've seen through 30 games in terms of race for this uh, Rookie uh, rookie of the Year award. And this happens to be a year where there's really good rookies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, quick note to the Dallas Mavericks before we go to the second segment here. Please play Maxi Kleber more. Like, <laughs> please get him out there more often. Like, he was injured. He was, he was injured. He's good, though, isn't he? I, I want like- – He gives he gives Doncic more space to be able to be Doncic. I I want I want more of that. Um, All right, we're going to throw to the second segment here, in which we are going to eliminate teams. The second segment is going to be a little bit shorter, so that we can have a longer conversation about MVPs to come in segment three. We'll be right back. And we're back. So last month, Adam and I eliminated four teams each that we didn't think were going to make or win the NBA Finals this year. I eliminated the Phoenix Suns, the Atlanta Hawks. We both shared those two teams. Uh, I eliminated the Washington Wizards. I believe you went with the Knicks in that spot. I did. And I eliminated the Houston Rockets, which you <laughs> laughed at me for. Uh, but I stand, I stand redeemed. Kind of sort of. Sure. <laughs> um, and what was your what was your fourth team? The Cavaliers, the which I feel good about as well. Yeah. You stand <laughs> redeemed as well. Uh so I'll let you start. What what's your first team that you're taking you're knocking out of the, the, the ring picture here?
1: For the sake of being quick, my first one's the Wizards. So now we both have the Wizards eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um but uh they are Despite what, don't listen to what Dwight Howard tells you. This team is not on their way to a championship. He's wrong about that. Uh,
0: take my advice. They they are eliminated. To be fair, Dwight Howard says he's a champion, whether or not he wins a championship. <laughs> so um, a good point. I will also, for the sake of quickness, eliminate the Cleveland Cavaliers. Unfortunately, when you lose LeBron, <laughs> that that doesn't tend to end well for you. What's your next team here?
1: My next one's my favorite one. The Chicago Bulls. Whoa! Look, I have him Jim, too. <laughs> Jim Boylan has got to be my one of my favorite storylines of this whole year because of just how ridiculous he is and how ridiculous the situation is. Since he has taken over, surprise, surprise. Since he has taken over, the Chicago Bulls have an offensive rating of 94.9, which if you don't know offensive <laughs> rating, that's points per 100 possessions. And 94.9 is horrible. Easily the worst in the league. Assist percentage is the worst in the league. Turnover percentage is the second worst in the league. And field goal, effective field goal percentage, second worst in the league. Surprise, surprise, the tough taskmaster coming in, working them for three-hour practices where they're doing push-up drills has only backfired.
0: So we're heading into the holiday weekend, and everybody has that family member who will say, like, the college, <laughs> college sports are way better than oh, the pro man. sports, right?
1: And, oh and, it,
0: and it always comes down to, like, oh, these entitled millionaires. If I whipped them into shape, they'd win a championship every <laughs> single year. All you have to do now, thank you, Jim Boylan, you can point to that, right? Like, yeah. everybody, everybody who, who has to put up with that can just say, hey, just Google Chicago Bulls new coach and see, <laughs> see what pops up now. Uh, <laughs> did you have them as well? I did. I did. I want to add to that, though. I I saw. I've seen a few clips here where Wendell Carter Jr. is yeah, is yep. looks a little sketchy on offense, and like this is this is where this is where the jokes become something to be a little concerned about. What the Chicago Bulls cannot have is a legitimate, like bona fide good prospect. Yeah, no he's great. He's a very very good player. He is. And what they cannot have is him ruined by this new coach and and the way that he's approaching coaching this young guy. And and if I was a Bulls fan, I could laugh. I would I would love to laugh. I I spent the entire 2 years of Byron Scott's tenure laughing at the way he approached coaching. But what I was always the most concerned about was what's he doing to the kids? What's he doing to the guys that are we are hoping to build yeah. our entire franchise on moving forward? And Boylan seems to be having the wrong effect on Wendell Carter Jr. So, there's my. The look. Bulls
1: have a one of the darkest timelines right now. That they do, if you look past just this season, you know, it could be really great. Maybe they get Zion Williamson and just yeah. add to the, you know, all the great <laughs> players they're assembling. You imagine
0: him and Carter like on the same. Oh,
1: they man. got marken too, two though. Like That'd I mean, be... there's just it's a very interesting roster they yeah. could be constructing. So, but as far as the next three four months, might not be that fun. You might as well get your laughs off. Um, yep. We both had them, so I'll go again. I'm gonna eliminate this one pains me. I'm gonna eliminate the Brooklyn Nets. Oh. I want, I want to believe in them, but Anthony, <laughs> I just don't think they're getting it done this year.
0: I found this weird. The Lakers just played Brooklyn, and they didn't they have did. they didn't have uh, D'Angelo Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie on the court at the same time almost at all. Which D'Angelo I Russell a little... had a had a good close to the game, did he not? He did. He had. How did, as a Laker stains. fan, how did that one feel? No, I'm the Laker fan who everybody says loves D'Angelo Russell more than the yeah. Lakers. So it felt yeah, great. It felt amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the ice in my veins stands. Yeah. Um, Moutier is definitely hitting a game winner against Denver
1: whenever they play the next, <laughs> It's happening.
0: My next one is the Orlando Magic. Um, they're really fun. They are... Are uh, they fun? I, I, I really enjoy watching guys try to score against them when Mo Bamba and Aaron Gordon, and yeah. I'm blanking on the third one. Uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on the – they have – Ah, oh, man, now I feel terrible. I don't know what you're talking about. But the, Go the, on. Go but on. anyway, uh, when, they have, when they have like all of their arms in there and teams try to drive to the basket, it's just so much fun to watch how frustrated everybody gets. You have some of the greatest athletes in the world trying to get to the basket. You're talking about Jonathan Isaac? I am. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's very long, very. Yes. Long. So like when he and and bomber in there, I I I love watching teams try to score at the rim against them, but I don't think that's enough to <laughs> to keep them alive in the title contention.
1: Unfortunately, I think you're right. I did not go there. They're probably around the corner, but I did stay in state and went to with the Miami Heat who got the big win tonight against former title contender Houston Rockets. Yeah. But um I just the Miami Heat to me are the ultimate blah team. The most exciting thing about their season to me is not the Dwayne Wade farewell tower, um, but their awesome jerseys, which oh, they've man. somehow made last year's jerseys even cooler.
0: I purchased one of the Dwayne Wade uh City edition jerseys. Smart. It's, it's a good it's a good purchase on my part. Jen wasn't happy, but I, I bought it anyway. <laughs> um I hot take. You ready for a hot take? Oh no. John Wall is going to be a member of the Miami Heat in the next two years.
1: Not going to change how I <laughs> how I have them eliminated. Me neither. But, yeah, Me it's neither. fun. That's But fun. Uh,
0: that's the kind of move that you kind of sort of have to make if you're Miami. They're they're completely capped out, basically. So you got to try something to shake it up. Um, my last team is your New York Knicks that you mentioned last week. Not much else to add, really. I, no, I, you don't believe in Emmanuel Mudiay? It's he's he's been a little bit hotter. Over these last couple weeks? I, I I just want to watch him play against the Denver Nuggets. That's all I want. I, what are the chances he and Jamal Murray fight? Zero. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, so far, we have eight teams eliminated each uh, heading into, and we're going to wind up having to do this again in a couple of weeks because of the scheduling of the show and stuff. So yeah. Adam has been really good at keeping that list. I just made my own. We will uh, we will keep checking in on that as the season goes on. We're going to take a quick second, and when we come back, we're going to come to blows over our MVP candidate. MVP! So during the Clippers game, Boban went to the free throw line and was shooting free throws, obviously. Um, and, and they started doing MVP chants for him. Now, now I get it. It's a joke and all that stuff. It's it's a lot of fun to have fun with. If you're going to go that far, if you're going to go that far with like having fun, can you make it MVB? <laughs> like, no. I mean,
1: look, first of all, can you could you really tell a crowd if they were saying P or B? they might have been saying
0: MVB? It's a, it's entirely possible. Shoot, I didn't even think of that until right now. <laughs> maybe maybe the Clippers are a, he- a step ahead uh than than I am right now, but but the
1: Houston Rockets had a tribute <laughs> video for Trevor Ariza, which I thought was, was both – it was classy, but also just kind of funny. Was I it, mean there's got to be some kind of cutoff for who gets the tribute video.
0: Was it, was it like, I will remember? <laughs> <laughs> the slow, sad song. <laughs> yeah. da, 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 da. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to our MVPs. I think – I would be shocked if you and I don't have number one is the same right now. I don't
1: know, but my number one is Giannis.
0: Yeah, that's what I have. I'd be surprised if we didn't both have him. You were stoked about some kind of stat. About Giannis? Was it? No. No, no, it
1: wasn't him. Paul George, I have a funny one for him. But um, Giannis, I think, okay, look at it. He is, part of this is that I think Giannis is on a team that is finally optimizing what he's so good at. And and that's important. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of players who are very, very good who sometimes you don't even recognize how good they are because of the style of system that they're in or the guys around them. They finally have spread the court very, very well for him, and he's just a force to be reckoned with. There's nobody that matches up, nobody in the league that matches up with Giannis.
0: No, I no, not not even a little bit. It, my favorite thing about him, there was that clip uh that I think it was Rex Chapman tweeted out the other day, and it was of a kid like jumping as far as he could from the three from the three point line and laying it up, and he was like, This is a three pointer. And oh, yeah. everybody immediately jumped to, oh, man, if Giannis finds out, this is worth three points. <laughs> <laughs> he's just – he's one of my favorite players to watch on a nightly basis that's come along in quite a while. And, and it has – it's with, – with most guys, they do something crazy, and you anticipate it because you've seen it before. But it seems like every single time I watch him, it gets crazier. The Annie gets upped. It's just yeah.
1: wild. And he, he's been so consistently good, too. You look at it. He's played 28 games this year, and he has scored under 20 points just four times. Two of those were in blowout wins, yeah. so he scored under that because they were up by so much. Um, only one of those came in a loss. He's, just, he's, he's a consistently dominant force, I think, out there, and he's coming into his own. Here's, the other stat I have, and I'm going to say this for all five players on my list, he, the, they are 8.4 points better per 100 possessions when he's on the court. I think this is an interesting one to follow.
0: That's pretty wild. Double James Harden. That's crazy. All right, uh, who's next on your list? Next on
1: my list is LeBron James. I think, um, I that
0: guy.
1: yeah, he's not bad. Plus 7.4 on offer him. Uh, to me, look, this Lakers team, and I know Lakers fans will get mad at me, th- this Lakers team's is just not that great. LeBron James is that great, and he's, <laughs> there's been, for me, There's he maybe has the most, the highest number of games where I felt like he just decided to win for the team and, and got the win. I don't know if there's any other player that you could say, Oh, they were headed to a loss and then a player decided to win. He's got, I don't know, a dozen of those this year.
0: Can I make a quick point? It's kind of a, a, a caveat to that. It's not that I sure. disagree with it, but I would add on to that point. And okay. I think that has a lot to do with how young a team that the Lakers have around him. And they kind of, they, they legitimately just kind of wait for him to go. In, in every respect of the game. And so, like, yes, I completely agree. He is the driving force, and when he decides it's time to win, he decides it's time to win, and, he, and he's the only Laker who can actually hit that switch, who can, who can actually, like, <laughs> raise his game. to The, the other guy's like, oh, it's go time. I'm going to do the same exact thing. Um, but, but in that respect, though, it's, it's just kind of it's weird. Every time the Lakers kind of come out slow, it's because LeBron just kind of feels like taking it easy in the first quarter.
1: Which is understandable, though I would agree with you. The only thing I was I would replace the word young with just not great. (laughs) I mean, they are young. You're right. But part of that is that they're also not good enough to be one of the four best teams in the Western Conference. Is what they are right now.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, that's 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 the case to be made here is that if you don't just
1: if you just removed LeBron from the team, what seed are they right now?
0: Well, but like they they wouldn't. I hate that question. Why
1: it's, it's it's so dumb? Like, all right,
0: what What's would happen? Like,
1: no, 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 no. Obviously, the roster would be constructed differently. But I'm just asking you about the value of a player because I think for a lot of these guys, you could say, "Oh, yeah, they'd be down five, six, seven spots." But where would the
0: Lakers be down? They'd be between the Suns and whatever the next team is. Like, I agree. And, that's,
1: and to me, that's – and I think that's like everybody would agree to that. So part of it for me is like, yeah, that's an MVP. He takes them from being the Phoenix Suns and makes them into a team that we're like, man, I don't know. Maybe they could take the two seed this year.
0: Yeah. It's, so you and I we'll, – we'll, let's have the Jokic conversation. I'll use – I'll let this kind of segue into that because I have LeBron second on my list as well. Um, yep. But LeBron isn't going to win MVP this year. And, um, I
1: disagree. I actually disagree with that. I and, think there's
0: a chance. Well, I, he's working. He's working. He's fighting an uphill battle here. Right. He's it's the typical like it's LeBron. He's going to you expect this of LeBron. See I,
1: I, I, see, I just disagree with you on that. I actually think he has a good chance of doing it. Now, I don't know that he can, like, play at this level for 82 games. There might be a stretch in there where he needs a little time off or whatever. That, to me, will be a bit. But if he plays the way he has for the whole season and the Lakers are a 2, 3, or 4 seed, I, why not?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm i not going to argue with you that he should be in that conversation. I just don't think he will. I, I, think,
1: he, I think he will. I, I'm, I I, disagree with you on this. I think he will be in the MVP conversation, not just listen to like, oh, well, maybe him. I think he will be heavily in the
0: MVP conversation this year. We'll see. We'll yeah, we'll see. Um, all right, my next on my list here, uh, I have a tie, and I guess I would lean more Paul George than Russ because Russ missed those games. <laughs> but I have it between those two guys. Uh, I, OKC to me is is one of my favorite stories of the season. Um, mm. You have you have Paul George buy into a small market team, and it becomes immediately an us against the world kind of mentality, right? Like everybody thought he was going to go to LA, uh, and then he didn't. And then he was made fun of because the I myself, I'm as guilty as anybody for this. I made fun of yeah. him for, for for not even giving the Lakers a meeting knowing that LeBron was coming. I, I thought yeah. it was a weird decision. Um but they've they've despite not having Andre Robertson, um they've they are the number one team. They're tied for number one in the Western Conference. No, they're they're
1: number, I think they're number two or three, actually. But it, anyway, your point stands. But, but they're but they're um, right
0: there, and 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 without who Robertson, is number one in the West? I can't. Who is it?
1: <laughs> I can't seem to remember who it was.
0: So, are they from was, Canada? Oh, it's the Denver Nuggets. That's right.
1: It's the Denver <laughs> Nuggets, the number one team. That's thank the, the, you for reminding me.
0: My one my one thing though is I. Can we make not Carmelo Anthony the MVP here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: like it. Um, I'm with you on Paul. I have Paul George. Plus, <laughs> first, the stat I thought was crazy, plus 17.8 with him on as opposed to off. Now, crazy. part of this is Oklahoma City's starting unit, very, very good. Their backup's not so great. But So part of this is, you know, what teams do teams have a good bench or not? But Paul George, to me, you know what, he, you know what I think of when I watch him play? And I've actually watched Oklahoma City a fair amount he seems so comfortable with where he's at right now. Like, he seems very content. And you think, oh, he stayed in Oklahoma City. Why did he do that? It all seemed like the point. It seems like he's very happy with his decision. And and it almost, the longer this... Over the summer, I didn't understand it. I I kind of understand it now because I just feel like he is growing as a player and and comfortable as a person in ways that I guess I just didn't expect. And he's making big plays in the fourth. He's been clutch. He's a two-way player. He's an incredible defensive player this year. He's always been, but he's been such a consistently great defensive player. To me, he is up there. He's third third on my ballot. And he has a chance to actually – I know it's crazy. He has a chance to actually win it for me. You think so? I for me, again, I don't have a vote in this, but for me, I really do look at him and think, no, man, this guy is, is really valuable at the stuff that matters. And I know Russ is the guy is the team. It's Russ's team. It'll always be his team. But you just look at it. Look, it's Steph Curry's team and Kevin Durant. One of, uh, so uh, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with everything you said there. I don't have anything to add. Uh, let's get to the next player that you you have on your list. I think we both we've both agreed so far on all three We're guys. Both one,
1: two, three. That's crazy. Next one I have is Kawhi Leonard. I had this on a show the other day. This is the most fun I've ever had watching Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I, it's funny. Part of this is the Spurs. They purposefully try to avoid the spotlight and they play such a balanced style. And part of me wonders like, no, you know, Kawhi is really good at playing the superstar role. He's fun. His footwork is incredible. He's a killer. He's unstoppable in mom- in long stretches, especially in the clutch. He has that thing where I've watched him multiple times now in a fourth quarter where I just thought, yeah, oh, yeah, the Raptors are winning because Kawhi can't be guarded. And so for me, I know that the Raptors were good last year, number one seed last year. Um, But uh, but but he's just been such a a big piece of their roster and gives them such a different dynamic and confidence that I don't look at the Raptors as the same old Raptors.
0: I have him fifth on my list. I have Jokic fourth and then and then him because of the time Kawhi has missed this year. He's missed basically a quarter of the season so far. He's um, missed eight games and the Raptors are seven and one in those games. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, we're pointing out, the, yeah, <laughs> big hit. Uh, but, but I, I want to say this and, and it, you know, I, I agree with everything you said about, uh, about Kawhi. I like that he's, he, have you ever seen somebody's personality fit their game more perfectly than Kawhi? You,
1: you know, what's funny though, is I disagree with you here, Anthony. And I agreed with you last year and for all of his career prior to that but what i'm saying is i actually genuinely he's he's in my top five favorite players to watch this season because i just find him to be very no. very exciting
0: no i don't i don't know i don't i mean more from a stand like i think he he's exciting for like nerds like us right i
1: i know i you, you want to know here's that crazy thing you know who he reminds me of not in terms you of say impact kobe. i'm not saying he's no 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 okay. it's not kobe <laughs> it's michael jordan wow and i know I know. Look, and I'm even, not saying even he's hotter. Not, he's not, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not. He's not. You guys have to understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's as good as Jordan is impactful. I'm just saying the style, the like footwork, the the movements he moves like Michael Jordan. He has a lot of the same moves that you could tell he studied and worked on. And and for me, that's a very exciting basketball, man.
0: Yeah. No, I, 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 I just mean more from the standpoint of like. He scores, he gets back on defense, he doesn't really say anything. He just, yeah, that's he, true. the game yeah. ends, and then, like, he could have an, an astronomical dunk in which he dunks an entire franchise into oblivion, and, and he would look as if he just made a nice play in chess.
1: Yeah, that's, that, that part's definitely true. I'll yeah. note, mention this because I mentioned it for everybody else, 6.2 points better per 100 possessions with him on than off. So, good, not good great, stat. but...
0: That's yeah. a it's an art stat. Uh I the one thing um I want to really quickly mention here because I any chance I get to to dump on the Spurs, I'm gonna take it. Boy, that trade is one sided. <laughs> wow.
1: The Spurs have been interesting, man. They're they're an interesting <laughs> team at the moment. And um they're back playing defense, they're back looking good. But yeah, you look at that trade and just think, and Danny Green, what were we doing?
0: <laughs> and, and they Yeah, yeah. And they didn't get like Siakam, they didn't get Ananobi, they got wild. Um, all right, I mentioned that I had Jokic fourth before Kawhi because of the uh, because of the the games missed. You wanted to make a point. And I'll let you make this point, and then we can we can. Uh, I got a lot of points. We can yeah, riff I mean, on it. Well, you, you so the point that you had it has to do with watching NBA inside the NBA after the games or during the games, and, and Charles Barkley said that he thinks that Jokic is the front runner or should be the front runner for for MVP.
1: Which I love. Look, sometimes I disagree with him, and I I'm on the Jokic beat. That's my beat. But um, <laughs> you know, he I like sometimes that you bring guys to the forefront and. It's, it's funny. The Nuggets have gotten a lot of attention over the last two weeks because of how well they've played, because of the injuries, and, their, and Jokic has really stepped up in the in absence there. Denver just went on a four-game home winning streak against Oklahoma City, Memphis, Toronto, and Dallas. A very, very, very good stretch to go 4-0 and when you're missing three starters. Jokic was incredible. So I like that they're getting attention. Here was my point. Brian Windhorst was asked on the jump the other day, if the Nuggets won 60 games and Jokic continued to play the way he has – would he be the MVP? To which Brian Windhorst said no. And when asked why, he said he just he just can't. And then tonight, when Charles Barkley brought up that he should be the front runner, the rest of the panel said that's absurd, that's crazy. And when asked why not, they said. Well, I don't know. He just can't. Well, they have—they're the, the number one team. He's the best player, and he's carrying them with three missing starters. What do you want to see? I don't know. He just can't. And that's my whole point: is that so much of what we talk about when we talk about the MVP has to do with our own biases and preconceived notions. If you can't argue, oh, because of this, this, or this, that, or the other, then what are we talking about here?
0: I agree with all of that. One, we are always—we <laughs> are always a year behind. The, the, the snide on these awards, always. Kobe won first-team all-defense like five years after he stopped caring about defense. So, like, that's that's just kind of how it works. And then the other thing, too, is that – and this is one of the things that I mentioned before the show – is that it's a lot easier to disregard something when it's a hypothetical. Because, I, like, part of it I, – I, I, I can't speak for Brian Windhorst. Um, but I would imagine for a lot of the people who are asked that type of question – they don't think that Jokic can keep this up and Denver can go out and win sixty games. Right. And and so Which like, is
1: what they're on pace for but right now, by the way. That's the pace that they're on.
0: That's fine. That's fine. And 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 Jokic has had a really good season. I I have him above you in my MVP rankings, right? And right. so and but I just think when you're getting into hypotheticals and you're talking about somebody who is kind of sort of burst onto the scene for the ver- for the first time nationally in this kind of way. And the Nuggets as a group have burst onto the scene nationally in this kind of way where they're above Golden State in the rankings right now in the Western Conference. And it, it, one, it surprises you to see that. And then two, because it surprises you to see that, you don't think it's necessarily going to carry through for the rest of the season. So you, I don't know if it's so much disregarding Jokic's candidacy for MVP – so much as it's disregarding the fact that I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep this up for for 82 games.
1: I think it has to do with they've been on national television two times this year, and nobody really knows what – nobody's really watching them play, so nobody really has a take on them. That's why when they ask – and I'm not saying Reggie Miller doesn't watch her. I'm not trying to call these guys out because Reggie Miller's actually been a big Nikola Jokic fan. You know, Brian Windhorst was in Denver last year. I mean, these guys, I'm not trying to say they, they're not. I'm just saying when there's guys in front of you every single day and their first story on on Center and all this stuff – that that really makes a person biased in ways that I I don't think that they realize. And when you don't hear a guy's name or see his highlights or talk about him ever, and then you go, oh wow, he's number one in RPM, he's on the number, he's the number one player on the Wait, number one team in whoa, the NBA. Whoa, 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 and you, All this you,
0: stuff. You expected Reggie Miller and Charles Barkley to cite RPM?
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> well, not, not well. Charles, first of all, no, no. First of
1: all, Charles <laughs> is on the is on this beat. Jalen Rose is on this. There's a lot of guys that are on this. I'm just saying that. There's a lot of bias that goes into to to saying, "Well, why can't this guy do it?" And there's just no reason. They have, there's no other than because we don't watch him play that much. He's not in front of us. He's not on the radar.
0: Well, I so I want to ask you this, and and we'll we'll wrap on this because I, I don't really have anybody else on my list um, to, to to put in this candidacy here. Me um, neither. I think on, that's the list. Honorable mention honorable mention to Kyle Lowry. I think he deserves some credit here alongside Kawhi. But okay. um, I want to. Ask you what all these guys have in common in terms of where they are located nationally. Jalen Rose, East Coast. Charles Barkley, East Coast. Reggie Miller works for Turner, also East Coast. How many of these guys are staying up until what would it be <laughs> what, like midnight, one in yeah, the morning, two yeah, in the morning yeah. for, in some of these games? Like how many? Yeah. How It's I don't even think it's an, a matter of like a nationally televised thing. I think it's literally. These guys who have jobs that are predominantly on the East Coast find it hard. Brian Windhorst, same thing, right? Although he spends a lot more time in L.A., he's a little bit less expl- explicable here. But I, I think that has a lot to do with it. And that's, not, that, that's that's just to say that these guys have probably really busy schedules, and I don't think they stay up with the rest of us until the wee hours of the morning watching Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets play basketball.
1: My whole thing. I, I think it's ridiculous the way we talk about teams and players in this league, because guys it just, you said that people are a year behind. I, I kind of doubt that. I think they might be four or five years behind <laughs> in some cases with, with some of these smaller market guys and smaller market teams that just for whatever reason, haven't grabbed the national, um, you know, psyche. They're just not on the forefront. Like Jokic is off the radar for so many fans. But, um, but what I will say, and, and I like, I have him fifth, so I'm not trying to say that I think he is the MVP. I actually think, I think he's a really, really long shot. Like, I, I don't think this is something that's going to necessarily grow, you know, his MVP candidacy. But what I will say is that people need to be talking about him because it's been it's been sort of this annoying discourse about him, this argument about, oh, is this guy even a top twenty? Analytics like him, this or that. This is over. The guy's an incredible player. He is an absolutely incredible player on a very good team. That's fun to watch and all this different stuff. And I think the tide is finally starting to turn, but I want it to start to be lame and dumb for people to try to talk about him. Like he's some sort of gimmick. This is an incredible basketball player.
0: I agree. I agree. He's also a second round pick who we hadn't really heard much about. And I think that matters too. Like all of this context. matters. Of course, but that's my point too. Yeah. That's a bias that's working against him, but
1: that's, but we need to overcome it. This is year four. People need to, like, actually start to pay attention and say, no, this guy is dominating uh, Stephen Adams and, and Mark Gasol and all these other great centers that you think of as these defensive-minded centers. He's dropping 25, 30
0: points on them with ease. One of the L'C he took this year was to the Lakers. I just wanted to mention that. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I like that, though. I like the fire. That was the that was the most heated I think I've seen you on this on this show. That was great. This is my, this is my beat. <laughs> this is my corner. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode and this week's Locked On NBA. Make sure you guys are tuning in as we head into the holiday season. Adam, have a have a very merry Christmas. Sweet of you to say, Anthony. You, you the same. I'll try.